Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. Oh, that was that was probably the worst fucking version of the Jaws theme I've ever done. Sorry, my bad. But you know, still better than the average Morrissey album. Well, yeah. And what's this shit about a new Morrissey album? Oh, yeah, you saw that. The songs are all magnificent. You know they're fucking not, Maury. They're just not, okay? Shut up. Maury, on behalf of the planet Earth, shut the fuck up. No, um, no, no one believes any of your songs are magnificent. It's, it's, a, prince of, it's a Princess Bride moment. It's like, it really oh, is. Morrissey, you, you keep saying that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> I, I think he's just delusional in his twilight years and he's just really losing the plot, even, oh, even did, more than he had before. Did he ever have the plot? Is no. my question to the world. Like, did, well, the, was, the problem... was there a point where Morrissey was actually, like, made sense? Yeah, I, I don't think so. I, I think... I think the the delusion stems from the encouragement of polyester wearing fans worldwide. Oh, I think it's the dead flowers, man. And the that, dead that, flowers, that, yeah. It's you know the the dead flowers. It's like all oh, that exposure to that much mulch. It's just fucking I don't know rotted his brain. What there it's, was it's, of it. It's started. kind of it's kind of like a mix of invasion of the body snatchers, day of the trippers type shit. Yeah, you know, like the 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 dead flowers are like sentient beings. They have a you know, like a, a mind of their own, and they just control. And this, they're, they're just yeah. taking revenge for being that close to Morrissey's ass. Really, I think so, dude. Yeah. So, how the fuck are you, man? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm good. I'm glad to be talking about what we're talking about today because I've been wanting to talk about that for uh, well, look, Ooh, geez. a I while. Talk about this particular movie any fucking chance I get. Um, at length, whether you want me to or not. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to time warp a bit uh, this week. We're, gonna get... we're going back to 1975. Damn. Back to uh, the golden the golden years of cinema. I was, I was waiting to be born two years later and I would be on Earth. <laughs> Perhaps you were conceived in the ocean. Um, ah, <laughs> uh, who knows? No, no, don't. Um, yeah, dude. So, so we're talking about uh, Steven Spielberg's fucking directorial dipping into the vast ocean of horror uh, with his offering Jaws, which and is look. Let's fucking call a spade a spade here. Possibly yes. one of the greatest films ever made. I think this is hands down the definitive A shark movie. B one of the most definitive 
uh, cinematic horror experiences ever, period. Well, I mean, that's that's the fun thing, man, is that, like, you know, Jaws, like, you know, ask anyone, they will tell you. It's like mm. Jaws invented the summer blockbuster. And it did. Fucking neat that the movie that invented the summer blockbuster is a horror movie. Mm. Right? It's, yeah. It's a lot of movies, like, it's a horror movie, it's an adventure movie, like, you know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I definitely class Jaws as a horror, like, you know. Hundred <laughs> percent, dude. But what, cracks, um, what cracks me up a lot is that, like, um, you know, we'll we'll get to a lot of the specifics later. But like, you know, the the they um, you know, Spielberg sort of gone on record as saying, like, you know, there was an alternate version of the kid on the uh, blow up raft getting chomped, but they took it out because oh, we thought it was a bit too horrific, and I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> You've got seven legs and a seven head in this movie. Like, yeah, I mean, th- this movie like runs at what, uh, two hours or something like that? Yeah, I think it might yeah. be a touch over. <clears throat> and two hours of suspense and fucking severed body parts and Quinny getting fucking chomped in half by a great white. I don't know, dude. A, ki- a kid on a raft? Yeah, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like, oh, I've seen alternate shots. It's like, you know, the shark's head kind of pops up and fucking her. Yeah. um, It's like, dude, that is fucking nothing compared to what we see happen to Robert Shaw. Yeah, 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 yeah. um, I don't know, Steve, I I think you kind of might be talking about your bum a bit, that one. I mean, this movie's been talked about in great deal on numerous podcasts and channels and all that sort of jazz. And I, I guess our take to this would be just more of a fan's perspective. And Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, I, I don't think either of us are going to get into, like, you know, the, the deep fucking, you know, I mean, if you want to know about Jaws, like, there's fucking multiple sources. Like, you're just going to be basically listening to us gush about how fucking great this movie is for pretty much however long. And, and that's the basis, really, of this show is that we just – we're two fans that talk about the movies we love that that you may or may not have seen and make you want to go revisit them or see them for the first time. And Yeah. Um, I'm kind yeah. of scared to think that I live in a world where there's someone that hasn't seen Jaws. That is frightening, dude. That is frightening. It's, I mean, this, this movie is just a staple for me, dude. Like, I can literally watch this movie – any fucking time, any day, like, I never yeah. get tired of it. Like, I once had it on repeat for an entire day because I just couldn't be bothered taking the disc out of the, the Blu-ray player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, fuck it, I'll just watch Jaws again. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, the great thing about this film, like, I mean, you know, we're not, you know, we don't need to sit here and rattle off all the facts and stuff, you know. There's plenty of really cool documentaries. And, of course, as Jakey always mentions, the Blu-rays, Always packed with the goods, man. So yeah, the the Blu-ray for Jaws, um, which I, I I will I will get out of the way right now. Is yeah, do it. Fucking amazeballs. Um, there's, I mean, even even the DVD, like there is a fantastic, nearly two-hour documentary about the making of Jaws that goes into a lot of detail, has interviews with everyone basically on it. Um, and there's also on the Blu-ray, you get that, but you also get a great doco narrated by Dreyfus. I think it's either Dreyfus or Roy Scheider before he passed away. Oh, real? 
um, called The Shark is Still Working um, that basically just goes into the legacy of Jaws and, you know, the sort of run-on effect that it's had over the years. Yeah. Both are absolutely great. Um, yeah. There's, you know, deleted scenes, all sorts of great stuff. Like, it's, it's yeah, it absolutely, it was literally one of the first Blu-rays I brought. Yeah. Actually, it's a... Jaws yeah. was the movie before, but sorry to cut you off, but no. Jaws was the movie that convinced me to uh, buy a Blu-ray player because... Oh, really? Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So I was pretty much like, I'm not fucking replacing my DVDs and how good could the quality really get? I was, I was one of those assholes. And um, <laughs> we went and saw a screening of Jaws on the big screen, which was fucking magic. I've got to say, it was like one of the best cinema experiences I've ever had. I was just like, I've always wanted to see this movie on the big screen. I saw probably about 10 minutes of it as a kid um at a drive-in and then it was just like you get in the fucking back seat and put a blanket over your head until this movie's over I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah we went and saw jaws on the big screen and it was a projection of the blu-ray and i was just sitting there going holy fucking fuck balls like this is amazing like the detail i'm picking up mm-hmm. like, sound design and yeah, it was pretty much like a week later. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm, I'm getting a Blu-ray player. And uh, Jaws and The Crow, I believe, were two of the movies that I were my first Blu-rays. That's fucking cool, man. That's a cool story. Many more. Many more. Many, many more. But um, yeah, look, you know, what I love about Jaws is um, I'm a bit embarrassed that I haven't read the novel yet. I really, really want to read the novel. I, I've heard the novel is amazing. It's good, but I um, will be a complete heathen and say I actually like the movie better. Yeah, okay. Um, just there's a lot of stuff in the novel that, um, you know, kind of makes some of the main characters. Like, I won't spoil it for you. So I know you want to sure, read it. sure. But, um, <clears throat> like, I, I won't spoil a nearly 50-year-old novel. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh, there's just a few things in the book. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it once you've read it. That yeah. I wasn't a big fan of that. I right. thought made some of the characters a little unlikable. Um, and you know, there's a whole, um, you know, a whole mafia subplot. Yeah. Stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that they kind of jettisoned for the film that I think makes it work a lot better. Yeah, I think I think with like novel adaptations. I mean, considering the fact that this was before the movie, um, this is very much like for me the Warriors reading mm. that. Um, you know, the novel versus the film adaptation are two completely different things, you know, and like our Exorcist episode, I'd love to read that book as well, just to see the differences in, you know, in the contrast. But um, yeah, with Jaws, I, I feel like the power of this is best portrayed in the film because uh, yeah. I don't think the novel would provide an accurate visualisation uh, in the words. Um yeah, no, no, you know, don't disrespecting the author or anything, but you know, that that's just what I've heard anyway. Yeah, yeah. for sure, man, for sure. Yeah. Um, it's 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 really um actually you no, know, go on. What what you were you were saying what you uh, what you actually love about Jaws, so Well, okay, so what I love about Jaws is just, you know, it's it's nothing new um that's already been said a thousand times on various podcasts and, and reviews and stuff, but this is this is our show, damn it, so we can fucking say it. Yeah. Um I mean besides the fact that we don't see a Morrissey death scene in Jaws, um look, I'm sure that there is 
footage out there somewhere of it. But um, for me, I, I, I love just the suspense effect. I love the, the fact that this is an accidental film in the sense that the original conception of this film was based around this mechanical shark that they just had more trouble than it was worth and they simplified things and went to a more camera-based uh, suspense, which in 70s film is just such a amazing effect that yeah. they really uh, they really honed in on. And in this film, it's just next level. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it's so many things. It's like, I, I love this movie. This movie is like, it is, it's a comfy blanket to me. It's like, it's yeah. something I've loved and been fascinated by, like, even before I saw it, like, as a kid. Like, Jaws imagery was everywhere. Like, yeah. early, early 80s when I was a, a little one, like, you know, there was, there was Jaws imagery every, like you couldn't avoid it. It was huge. And it was so fascinating to me because I've always loved sharks and just found them fascinating. They are. They're amazing. Man. Amazing creatures. Um, and, you know, I don't think sharks should be killed. I, I, there's no fucking way I'd ever get in the water with one because I'm not a moron. But um, I just find them fascinating. And I mean, for me, it's like this is a movie that like just took like my favorite sort of real life monster which is kind of what sharks are like they're kind of like they're the last sort of dinosaurs next to like gators and crocs and stuff like that yeah yeah um and i I just find them fascinating and i mean jaws is just it's such a, a comfy blanket of a movie for me like it's it's fun it's full of adventure it's full of great characters it's a great cast um but as as a filmmaker and like you know as someone who's like into film and stuff like that, and I mean it's it's so exceptionally written. I mean, Jesus mm. Christ, like that Indianapolis speech by Clint, like you know, wow, um, yeah, you know. But it's also a great testament to the fact that you know limitations when you are creating something can be a really good thing. Um, you know, because it's like if you know, if Jaws had gone the way that people wanted it to and you'd seen the shark, like, you know, in the first 10 minutes and stuff like that and all, all of that jazz, would it be as memorable? I don't know whether it would. Um, and, I mean, it's just, like, I think sometimes the limitations of filmmaking can lead to some really great memorable choices that are better than what you could have originally imagined. I agree, man. Hundred percent. Like, yeah, and I just feel like Jaws is just like the fucking the the testament to that. Like you know, like yeah, you know, you wanted to do all this stuff, but you couldn't, and um, hey, you wound up with something better. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's um, I'm trying to think of the Aussie um shark husband and wife that um, uh, Ron, Ron and Val Taylor. That's it. I, w- I actually went to their museum up in Harvey Bay before it shut down. Oh, wow. That would have been awesome. Yeah, and they have the big great white shark in the freezer and everything. And it's, it's like you say, it's the, not the sort of thing you would want to go face-to-face in the ocean with. I've got friends that have, but seeing it up close like that, dead inside a freezer, it's still fucking, um, you know, intimidating. Yeah. But... Um, it's kind of interesting, you know, you're talking about that sort of stuff. And, and the, the, the reason why I bring up the tailors is because obviously they were heavily involved in the filming of this movie. Yes, yes, they were. 
um, with a lot of the um, yeah, they all the all shark the live, sequences. Yeah, all the yeah. live shark stuff. Um, all the underwater photography was done by by Ron and Val Taylor, which is beautifully shot. Like yeah, it's, it's amazing. I, yeah, I think that's half of what makes this film so um, breathtaking and and just easy to watch is just that yeah, those no. sequences. And even like you know, go, going back to what I said before about like you know, uh, like the happy accident sort of thing. That whole scene um, where the shark attacks Dreyfus, uh, mm. Matt Hooper in the cage, um, and the shark you know busts through the cage and gets tangled in the top of it. That was a happy accident that that the Taylors caught on film when they it was yeah. Um, and it's just it's amazing. It's like fuck, like you couldn't. You couldn't hope for a better, like, you know. I mean, apparently the shark was okay, which is great. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the important thing, man. Like, but, I'm, um, I'm not going to sit and say, wow, animal cruelty on film is so great. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's, uh, no, we de- definitely don't condone it. But, um, look, I mean, the, the, the tailors, you know, I know there's a bit of controversy over tailors' ad, um, attitude towards the great white and everything like that. But, look, I mean, this movie is a great portrayal of, you know, don't fuck with the shark is mm. is really the, the, the gist of it. Well, um, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And I mean, even Peter Benchley sort of, um, you know, before we move on, like the whole concept, yeah. it's like even Peter Benchley who wrote Jaws, um, you know, sort of came to do a lot of shark conservation work like later in life and kind of regretted the damage that this book and movie did in the public eye for sharks because, you know, everyone yeah. sort of, Everyone saw this and went, "Oh my god, it's like real life." It's like, well, no, it's not. Like sharks aren't, um, you know, they aren't quite that aggressive in real yeah. life. Yeah, bull sharks are. Yeah, you know, they've got a whole testosterone issue going on. Um, <laughs> they're, they're the they're the roid monkey gym jerk offs of the shark world. Um, but uh, yeah, like you know, Ron Ta- uh, Ron and Valerie Taylor did a lot of stuff. Like Rodney Fox has done a lot of stuff who survived the shark attack. I mean, the only real douchebag out there is Victor Slop and. He's just a mm. fucking mental case who thinks yeah. sharks are gonna like storm on the land and attack us like that dolphin episode of The Simpsons or some bullshit. That dude's got fucking. Oh, uh, that's that's who I got. Yeah, sorry, I got my facts mixed up. My my mistake. Yeah. Um. Yeah. His slop. Yeah, that's the dude I was thinking of. Um, yeah. 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 He's, he's a bit of a fucking wackadoo. That dude. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I mean, th- that's the thing. I mean, there is there the negative impact of this film when it came out was exactly that that people were mortified by you know by the existence of sharks in the in the ocean and um yeah it, it definitely made going to the beach a, a little bit you know I, i'd be all kinds of curious to see what how that impacted beach attendance in the surrounding years when the movie came out it had quite a bit of uh yeah man like this movie had a bit of a fucking seismic kind of in fact impact on the uh, public consciousness, absolutely. Uh, after it was released, because like, you know, a lot of people like were, you know, and it, it's it's a combination effect. It's like, yes, the movie sort of made people go, "Whoa, fuck, sharks are scary." Yeah, um, and of course, you know, the media because Jaws was so popular, you know, news outlets and stuff started reporting more on shark attacks and stuff like that whereas before they may not have really paid them that much attention mm. so you know there was a roll-on effect from that where it's like you know oh my god sharks are in the water and they just want to fucking eat us it's yeah like, well no they don't like you know look you're in their backyard they're just doing what they do like i don't go in the ocean they don't come in my living room 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, look, another another great component of this film um, is obviously the cast. The cast really oh, make this film. Um, I mean, Roy Schneider, uh, Robert Shaw, Richard Dravis, Lorraine Gary, Murray Hamilton, dude. They, just those those names alone, just they really cement the yeah. impact of this film. Yeah, the the cast of this film are just spectacular and firing on all cylinders. And uh, there's just a timeless quality to this film. Like, mm. you know, um, and I mean, there's just, like I said, for me, this movie is a comfy blanket and there's so much stuff in here that, like, I, I just... Spielberg just perfectly captured that late 70s, early 80s aesthetic and feel. Like, I mean, I, I grew up in Newcastle, uh, in New South Wales, mm. and like, which is pretty much kind of a beach town. Um, like, it's a beach town with a gigantic fucking steel factory in the middle of it, but still, <laughs> uh, you know, and like, man, like that. Like, you know, you, you see, like, all the people going to the beach in summer on Jaws and stuff like that, you know, fucking, you know, Chief Brody getting up, having his morning cigarette and stuff like that, the outfits people are wearing and shit. It's like, that was my fucking childhood, man. Like, yeah, it's like, you know, you can practically feel the, the skin on your back burning off on the leather seats of your parents' valiant as you're driving home from the beach in this movie. Like it's, it's amazing just how well it captures that, that period of time. Um, and yet it does it without feeling overtly seventies and like, you know, Oh my God, this movie's so fucking dated and you know, all that sort of shit. Like, yeah. It's... Well, that's the thing. It, it captures a moment in time, but it's also timeless in many ways. Like exactly. It, it's, you don't watch it and cringe and go, Oh my God. Like, I mean, some some people might watch it and go, "Oh my god, what what were they wearing?" You know, like that sort of thing. But in terms of everything else, I I think it really just sits. You could screen it today at the cinemas and still have the same impact. Exactly, man. I was literally just going to say that. Mm. Like, it's it's like Star Wars or so many other movies that we've talked about on the yeah. podcast. Like, you know, some of the you know the bigger ones. I mean. Yeah, maybe No Retreat, No Surrender wouldn't be as popular today if it came out. But, I mean, stuff like Jaws and, and, you know, Star Wars, etc. It's like, regardless of the hairstyles or whatever, like, I really think you could just drop this in. If you erased every fucking memory of this movie and just dropped it in cinemas fresh today, it would still hold up. And I still think it would make a fucking, a mint. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, I know people are like, oh, the shark looks fake, the shark looks fake. It's like, well, you know, yes, having watched so much fucking Shark Week over the years, you know, there are moments where the shark doesn't hold up as well as it could, but Mm. it still looks fucking great. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't take me out of the movie. Like, I'm not sitting there going, oh, my God, that's the shark. It looks so fucked. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, it, it, sorry, um, it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't like, uh, you know, in a day where, like, we've often brought this up, like, you know, today's generation just completely spoiled by CGI and and all the Hollywood bullshit. But back then, like, the mechanical shark was the original emphasis of the film, but 
it was an act it was an happy uh sorry a happy accident that came good and steven spielberg went with the less is more theory and used his vision and just the, the you know, just simplified things and came out with this tremendously visual, impactful film that just terrified audiences for fucking for years mm. and still terrifies audiences today. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, man, I, you look at some of the CG sharks in stuff like Deep Blue Sea, which is a movie mm. that I also love. Yes. Um, you know, I would take, the mechanical shark in Jaws over some of those any day of the what week. Can I do? The mechanical shark in, like Bruce, the mechanical shark in Jaws, yeah, has aged rather gracefully. Whereas some of the CG sharks from, like, you know, scenes in Deep Blue Sea from you know the late nineties, mm. kind of haven't. Like, you kind of look at them and go, "Oh fuck, that's a bit ropey." Well, it just it just looks obvious. Mm. Whereas yeah, in exactly. Jaws, it it kind of. It does and it doesn't. It just looks fucking cool. Like this is the again, this is our our argument about practical effects. It just it's so superior. It's yeah. such a superior art form, and sh- it's an art form that should never ever disappear from cinema. No, well, and I think the thing with practical effects, and this is this is again, I mean, look, you know, regardless of what you think of some of Spielberg's outfit output, like by, mm. I mean, the listeners. The guy's a fucking genius. Like, oh, no, fucking a dude. Ever a movie. Like, no, no doubt in anyone's mind. Like, Spielberg is a fucking master of the craft. And yeah. the thing is with him and with practical effects, it's like you can have a practical effect that doesn't quite work as much as you want it to. But if you're smart and you're fucking clever and, you know, I mean, I guess you don't have to be a genius like Spielberg, but it probably doesn't fucking hurt. <laughs> like, you will find a way to shoot around that and make it work. Like it's, it's that level of creativity that he used to make the shark fucking work that just keeps this movie going and will keep it going for decades to come. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And like, you know, this is one of them films that we we can safely say is a near perfect film. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. The score, the cast, the shark, the cinematography, it's all, all the components are there. And right. I've got to make mention also to um, Roger Castell, who, um, you know, the, who designed the, the fucking infamous poster for the movie. Um, who also did the poster for Empire Strikes Back? Mm. I mean that that poster alone oh, that dude. that sold it for many people. I mean, man, look the the impact like you, yeah, like this movie is like it more than deserves its reputation as an absolute classic. I mean, for fuck's sake, like I have a Jaws themed bathroom in my house. Fuck yeah, um, I have you know, like Jaws shit all over the fucking walls. I've yeah. got a light box with Funko Pops in my bathroom on the sink. I've got fucking a, a, a wooden shark cut out on the wall. I have a Jaws toilet seat. Like, Damn, dude. You know, dude, like, yeah, I fucking, I adore this movie. Yeah, like, it, it I do too. It's just absolutely perfect. It's such a good time. Like, yeah. Like you say, like you always say, it's a beer and pizza movie. Always, it is, you know, it, it totally is. Like, yeah. it's just, 
this movie is such a fucking good time and you can just watch it over mm. and over and you know, like just be fascinated. Like, I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, you know, you, I, I watch this movie and I, I just get something new out of it. Like, and I'm, man, I must have seen this movie like hundreds of times over yeah. thousands, probably. Um, but you know, you watch it, you can, you watch this movie and you can enjoy it from like, you know, Roy Scheider's perspective, like from, from Brody's like viewpoint and, you know, yeah. relating with him. Then you find yourself like fascinated with Quint and then you find yourself like, you know, really sort of like interested in what Hooper's got going on or, you know, Ellen Brody or, you know, the mayor and stuff like, yeah, man, there, there is so much for a blockbuster movie. There is so much subtlety in yeah, there is. the writing and the characters. Um, the like you, you just pick up on so much shit each time. Like it's absolutely. Like, I mean, I, okay. So I was watching Jaws not too long ago, and mm. it dawned on me like there is an absolutely terrifying part of this movie right at the start before Brody goes to work. Like he comes in. Like there's that scene right. Where it's like you, we've just seen fucking Chrissy Watkins get fucking munched, which is fucking one of the best opening sequences oh, in a oh, film yeah, ever. Dude, that opening is just like what the fuck. And, I mean, this is this is a, a, sorry to interrupt, but this is like the the fucking exactly what we've been talking about this whole episode. The whole uh, less is more approach and mm. relying on the, just incredibly clever camera work to fucking build the suspense. Well, that's the thing. Man. And like, John but, Williams score as well. Yeah, dude, but, but that's the thing before I go on, it's like, you know, that, that Chrissy Watkins death, it's like, it is terrifying. Cause it's like this fucking poor chick is like screaming for her mm. fucking life. Mm-hmm. And not, and the thing is, it's like the shit she says, like when she's going, Oh my God, it hurts. It hurts. It's like, Oh fuck, that's just so relatable. Like, mm. it's like you wouldn't just be going, "Oh my god, oh fuck," you know. Rah! You'd just be like, "She's like begging for fucking mercy." Like she's being ripped really, apart by razor sharp teeth. That's the thing, man, and you don't see it. You have no idea what is going on below the waterline. Yeah. Just know that it's and that's bad. just as terrifying as being able to see it. Yeah, man. Like that's the thing, and it's like you, you just know that it's really fucking bad, and it's obviously really fucking painful. And holy fuck, what is this thing? Mm. Um, but you know, there's that scene just after that where Chief Brody's kid comes in. Like he's on the phone. He's just gotten up. He's having his coffee and his smoke for the morning. The wife's, you know, doing house things, and his his little son comes in with his palm bleeding, going, "Oh, hey, mom, I got cut. I got hit by a vampire." And he's like, you know, "Oh, don't play on the swing sets." Then what happens after that, as Martin's driving off to work, his son runs down to the fucking water to mm. go to the beach, like with a bleeding fucking open wound on his hand. And like, I'm watching that and I'm just going, holy fuck, how did I not notice that before? Yeah. Like, yeah. Seen this movie. Yeah. And it just like, it blew my mind. I'm like, oh, that's fucking terrifying. Like, yeah. It's like, you're going into where the fucking shark is with an open wound. Oh, dude, please don't do that. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's one of many killer moments in the film, man. Like, there's so many fucking glorious moments that you have to, if you haven't seen it, you just have to see it to fucking experience it. But, um, the, the, the casting, like, you know, one thing we've touched on a lot in this show, in this show over the course of our episodes, is the the relationships between characters. And one of my favorite relationships 
is the is the boat sequence between uh, Schneider's, Shaw's, and um, Dreyfus's characters. You know, Dude, I love like the minute they're out on that. But like, that's what I love about Batman. Like, I love something that. about that just makes you feel good. Well, that's the thing. It's like you know, you've got you've got Quint, who's this salty old fucking sea dog that's like you know lived through the fucking sinking of the Indianapolis and that. And you know he kind of takes Brody under his wing, and there's kind of this like mentor-student relationship almost between them. Yeah, which you know kind of turns a bit sour when Brody works out that Quint's a little bit fucking loose up. Yeah, um, absolutely. But then while while that relationship, like you kind of see that relationship build and then kind of disintegrate a bit. But then you also kind of see, like, you know, this really antagonistic relationship between Dreyfus and Shaw that turns into almost a mutual respect thing when the shit really starts to fucking go south. Um, You know, I mean, it doesn't really last because Quint's pretty fucking unhinged. Like, he's essentially fucking Ahab in this thing. Mm. Um, But, yeah, like, that whole sequence on the... Like, it's just... It's magic. It is magic. It is, like, three fucking perfect actors just fucking hitting it out of the park. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that sequence, uh, you know, again, on the boat, like, you touched on some really good points there. Like, the the relationship between Dreyfus and Quinn's character is, you know, it's one of love-hate, but Quinn eventually develops a sense of respect for, for Dreyfus's character because he... Yeah. Dreyfus really goes above and beyond to fucking just prove this guy wrong and go, fuck you. Like, mm. you know, um, yeah, it, it's, it's quite amazing to watch. But then when they're getting drunk around the table prior to Jaws attacking the boat, uh, <laughs> I just, for me, that's one of the highlights um, that I really loved. Yeah, dude, that scene is just magic. Like, just, it's absolutely magic. Yeah, three dudes on the boat just drunk, fucking having a good time. Uh, I, I don't know. Something about that makes me yeah. just go, oh, I want to be in that cabin. That yeah, looks fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that's the great thing. It's like there's so much, there's so much sort of like push and pull going on between those characters. Because it's yeah. like, you know, that scene where they're getting hammered, like, you know, you can tell Brody's feeling a little bit left out with mm-hmm. you know, them comparing war wounds from sharks and stuff yeah. like that. But then, like, you know, he he, it, it, he doesn't feel left out for too long. Because, like, you know. No joins in and yeah it's just it's such a good fun scene well that's how i mean that's that's really how he you know gets that bond going um with quinn's character as well you know just that you know the the exchanging of the war wounds uh i don't know it's just such a playful moment of many playful moments in the film um yeah i love also you know when they're trying to overcome jaws and, uh, you know, sending those barrels out into yeah. the water. I don't know why. John Williams' music with the, the, the barrels going out into the water, I always love that shit. I mean, I... It's just that score is perfection itself. Isn't it's like, it? It's, it's scary and suspenseful, but it's, like, really uplifting. I mean, you know, you got that that moment where, like, Hooper's really excited and he's taking photos of the shark and Quint's trying to fucking plug it full of barrels and, yeah. you know, he's, he's telling Brody, he's like, go out to the end of the pulpit. I need something in the foreground, Brody's like, foreground my ass! Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but definitely, it's definitely so one of the best... Yeah. One of the best lines in the film is, um, it, you brought it up online before, was we're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I dude. Mean, 
like, that was ad-libbed. Like, Shida yeah. ad-libbed that. And it's just like, oh, my God, talk about fucking moments that will live forever in cinema history. Like, but, uh, again, you know, just a beautiful combination of Bruce the Mechanical Shark, the, the fucking the camera work, and Schneider just sealing the deal with that line. Just fucking majestic moment. Yeah, man. It's such a great moment because it's so relatable. Because it's like, you know, the chief point, like, until that point, like, the yeah. whole shark thing has basically just been a concept to him. He's like, okay, I know sharks. I know what they look like. I've seen them in books. Yeah. And then it's like he sees one for the first time in real life. Yeah. Like, inches from his face. And just the look of fucking shock and terror on his face and he just yeah. backs into that cabin and he's mm. just shitting himself which is like you know you're watching it and it's like it that is a perfectly rational response i would do the same thing except i probably would literally shit my pants literally <laughs> yeah. yeah like i would there would be poo in my undies after yeah. seeing that absolutely fall them out yeah, I mean, I love, I love that bit where he's just—he's got the cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He's dumping buckets of, you know, buckets of blood into the water. Yeah, and he's, and he's then, doing that. Yeah, he's doing yeah, that just those cop thing, like, yeah, come down here and chum some of this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up, and it's just like, oh fuck. Yeah, oh, fuck. like that moments like that are just so fucking just so uh, one of many just great moments in the film that just you go, you, you just that realization of. Oh, this shit's real. This is what we're dealing with. Um, yeah, that's some fucked up shit, dude. Yeah, um, dude. I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's just like you know, it's like you're, he he's literally face to face with a monster. And I think the, what makes Jaws so powerful over you know not not to not to shit on any of the other movies that we absolutely love, like mm. you know, Aliens or whatever. But mm. It's like sharks are real. Like, yeah, this is a real monster. Like, this is something that exists in our world that, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's like the Billy Connolly joke. It's like, you know, like, yes, sharks don't like the taste of people, but one chomp fucking my whole arse is gone. <laughs> <You know? It's laughs> like... Well, you've only got to watch any like documentaries of, um, you know, some of the footage of the, the great whites in action out on the coast of South Africa. Um, oh man, yeah, Air Jaws. Like, I, I love Shark Week. We watch it. Yeah, fucking it's fucking brilliant, dude. It's I mean, fucking it's brilliant. Amazing. Like, I mean, you see these fucking, you know, two, three ton fucking monsters yeah. leaping out of the water, and it's like, mm. fuck me, dead. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but fine. again, like, if they but, just go for a nibble to see if you're lunch, it's like, well, half your body's gone. So it doesn't yeah, matter yeah. Whether they want to eat you or not. That's it, man. But again, you know, that's that's testament to, you know, as we've talked about on almost every episode of our fail, is the legacy and the, the, the carry-on effect of these films. Mm. This film in particular, if we didn't have a movie like Jaws, we probably wouldn't have Shark Week documentaries. No, no. We, we'd have none of that. Um, really, like... Well, I mean, yeah. thing, man, like you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have like shark lick docos. You wouldn't have like the whole animals kind of go crazy and attack genre, no. subgenre. No. Like you would, and and that you that that become a blockbuster, really. Yeah, that's it. And and that is all tribute, um, you know, all with gratitude to Peter Benchley's novel and Steven Spielberg's um, cinematic portrayal of, of <laughs> you know of well, this. 
it's like you said at the start of the episode, like Spielberg really captures the power and majesty of these animals. Of course. And, you know, that's what makes them scary. It's not that they want to eat us or anything. It's just that they are so powerful and it's like you have to fucking respect that. Yeah. And, and again, you know, kudos to fucking the, uh, Ron and Valerie Taylor, their, their camera work of, um, capturing these magnificent creatures in the ocean uh, on camera is just like those, those sequences are so, so vital to selling the, the magnificence of this film. Well, that's it, man. And I mean, even, even with the legacy, I mean, there have been some great shark films over the years. Like I absolutely loved the shallows. I thought that was great. Um, but nothing's ever come close to topping jaws. Like nah. no shark film has ever come close to, you know, get, getting even like within a country mile of yeah. being as good as this movie. Um, yeah, well, I really just... hope that the Megalodon would because I love uh, that movie. The Meg, yeah, that was a classic. Was fun. It was like loads of fun. It's like, but it's like Statham versus a shark. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you, you know, when you talked about No Retreat, No Surrender, I just suddenly had this image in my head. Van Damme versus Great White. Oh, you know, it's to happen. Like, I, I need to see Van Damme do, like, you know, a, a spinning roundhouse. Yeah. I mean, you know, staff, staff did punch the shark to death at the end of the Meg, which I thought was great because I joked about that. Yeah, yeah, that was, was funny. Like, you know, oh, yeah, staff's probably just going to, like, fucking, you know, give it a give it a bit of the biff and, uh, you know, punch it to death. And he fucking did. And I'm just yeah. like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, man, totally. Um, I'm sure there's been jokes about fucking or memes of um, Chuck Norris versus Jaws as well. Oh, I'm sure there has. I'm sure there has. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the, you know, the, the, the carry-on effect of this film is just so huge and vast. I mean, some of these, you know, we've only scratched the surface of some of the movies that have come out since and of course we haven't even talked about the fucking sequels that followed jaws um well i really like jaws too same it's great i really like Jaws. i feel like i feel like for a jaws sequel to work you need to have some of the original cast in it and yeah i think that's what makes jaws 2 so special um i've got a real soft spot for jaws 3 i know objectively it is a terrible movie um, and the effects are fucking ropey as like Look, a shark just floating towards the window. Yeah, yeah, but again, <laughs> but Jaws three at the time when it came out, I mean, fuck me, it came out in three D. Yeah. Hello, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I mean, um, who doesn't I, want to I, see a movie I, in three D? I, I, I love you know Lou Gossett Jr. in Jaws three. Like, yeah, he's, he's great. Like, he's like, I'm not calling my pockets a bad fish. Oh, uh, dude, I love. I got a soft spot for that guy without going down the rabbit hole. But uh, I, oh, I, we got I want fucking great man. We have to do an Iron Eagle episode at some point, man. Yeah, for I rad. Need to rewatch that at some point. I have not seen Iron Eagle for. Fucking Iron Eagle to me is like the the Top Gun version of No Retreat, No Surrender. It's just it fucking totally killer. Is man, it totally is. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, and then we got Jaws Four, which is just great. Um, in all the, it's like. Jaws 4 is terrible, but it's so bad it's good. Jaws um, 4, the revenge, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, and Jaws Schneider's Schneider's uh, on-screen wife returns to uh, battle the shark. Um, yeah, with 
with, her, with, with Michael Caine. With Michael Caine, who who, who plays a, a wonderful character in the film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Caine is crazy. He's going, I don't remember that movie, but I remember the house he built. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, that... The, yeah, there's there's been some great great fucking sequels, uh, you know, contrary to public belief. But n- number two, yeah, I I think is a worthy sequel. Um, I I just love that they carried this on. Number well, three was a disaster. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's one of those things, man, where it's like if you're a fan of Jaws, and I mean, like if you really love it, mm. um, you can't hate any of the sequels. Like, no, because it's like yeah, the quality might differ. They may not be as good as the original but i mean look fuck what is yeah um but you still there's still something to enjoy in all of them and i mean that's the thing it's like you know it's not highlander 2 no. <laughs> it's not that bad no i just i have a very strong hope that this is one of them films that avoids the reboot um touch well, yeah. I mean, look, the thing with Jaws is, and I've I've spoken, I, I've had this discussion, is that like you can't. It's it's perfect. You can't improve on it. Like, no. And you know, I've had people go, "Oh, yeah, but you could do special effects." I'm like, "Well, dude, you've completely missed the point of this." No. Movie. This yeah. movie is not about the special effects. Like, and if if you guy, want all that bullshit, go watch any of the other countless movies that have come out since, like The Meg and. Deep Blue and all that, and Sharknado and all that shit. Yeah, Yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, a CG shark is not going to improve Jaws at all. Um, I I had this discussion where I was like, if... And I would not be opposed to the Jaws franchise being revived. Uh, I'm fucking very strongly opposed to a remake. I Um, would love to see a legacy film if that's, anything that's exactly the conversation i had was like why couldn't you effectively do a jaws film that was set in modern day where mm-hmm. it's back on amity island there's a new chief of police like you know Bro- brody's exploits have become a thing of legend yep um maybe one of brody's kids yeah, maybe one of Brody's kids or something like that, and he has to deal with a new shark problem. Um, yeah. You know, and maybe even go on a bent where it's like, look, you know, we're going to try and deter this animal from eating people by not killing it or something like that, and, you know, a little bit of a conservation bent or something like that. I think there's a way to do it, but it Absolutely. would be done really, really well. Um, and, yeah. I think it would need to be done by someone who can appreciate that, you know, the power and what makes Jaws special is not overly done effects, but the characters. Yeah, Um, I agree. Someone that would use, okay, yeah, obviously, you know, if you do a new Jaws movie, you're going to have a fucking CG shark. That's unavoidable. It's, that's how cinema is nowadays. But someone that would use that sparingly and try and keep that suspense going that the first film had. Yeah, I agree, man. I hundred percent agree. I think, um, yeah, I, th- I think, I think, uh, and, and if anything, uh, a fresh coat of paint, whatever, uh, a legacy film. But other than that, I, I just think, look, man, we got one perfect film, three sequels. Um, yeah, leave it there. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. It's like if it, if it has to be done, I'm all for the legacy route. But there is a way to do it. 
I, I think it's just like, look, this movie is utter perfection and it does not need, and it's timeless. Like, like we've said, yeah. you, you could, you could watch it fresh today and it's still got the same impact. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be improved upon. Like it no. doesn't need a reboot. There is no, there's no new ground to explore with a Jaws remake in no. the way that like, you know, Rob Zombie did a new take on Halloween that sort of explored like a lot of the origins and stuff like that. There's, there's nothing there to do with this, with Jaws. Like, no, there isn't, you know, um, and, and, and the thing is, it's like also, um, you know, w- one of my favorite, uh, carry on effects is that, um, I've been to universal studios in the States a few times and oh, that, yeah, dude. And that, you, you've done that. You've I have done that. Oh, the God, jaws. I'm the so Jaws jealous. experience is, man, I've been going to that since I was a kid and it's still today as popular as it was back then. I'm so jealous, man. It is. And it is fucking awesome. I'll tell you now. I'll tell you a quick story. I, my first experience, I was, um, I don't know, 12, 13, whatever. And um, mum put me in charge of the camera. And I'm fucking, I'm there taking happy snaps as the, as the, uh, as we go past Jaws and the music kicks in and all of a sudden has the mechanical shark comes out of the water, my Jaws on the ground just fucking taking this in. Meanwhile, the camera is in my hands, not doing shit. (laughs) And I took a photo after the fact. So the photo is the water with a few ripples in it <laughs> yeah so we, we just need to write on the like you know little little note on the photo jaws was here yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but um yeah dude look man you, you go to universal studios today that is still a fucking popular attraction people love that fucking thing and you know like 50 50 odd years on dude this what? you know this the, the film has impact that's the thing. Like there is a, there is a carry on effect. Like this movie is so beloved. Like there are, you know, it is, it is a generational movie where like parents have introduced their kids to it, who have yeah, fucking their own. kids to it. Like, you know, if you, if you watch that, uh, the shark is still working doco on the, the Blu-ray. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they go into stuff where like, you know, um, the, the original orca that was used in the film was basically, you know, after filming was done, was pretty much left to rot. People were mm. going and stealing pieces of it. And, yeah. like, you know, having, like, you know, little bits of wood from, like, the original orca framed in their collection yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Like, you know, the, the, that's the thing, man. It's like, if, if you... It's kind of one of those, like, if you know, you know kind of... Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Yeah, you know, like it's it's one of those things where it's like i feel like you know yes people know of jaws um and that it was a big movie and it was about a shark but then it's like you know there's people who like really fucking know jaws and yeah fucking adore this movie to fucking death like i mean jesus christ man me and b like this is one of the fucking foundations of our relationship like yeah you know (laughs) it's like a love a mutual love for jaws was like you know fuck yeah like this movie's fucking amazing um, yeah. Well, yeah. I I think uh, I think we've given uh, the boys and girls more than enough reason to fucking watch Jaws, man. Yeah. Or if oh. you've seen it, fucking go back and watch yeah. it again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like guys, like fuck, man. Just yeah, if you have not seen this movie, please. Like, you know, the Blu-ray is 
fucking super cheap. It's yeah. like you can pick it up for like under fifteen bucks. It is hundred percent worthy investment. Like yeah. And I, I think they're streaming on binge if yeah. you're one of those savages that doesn't have a player. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can watch it there. But I strongly urge you to get the Blu-ray or the 4K of this and or the DVD. So just watch this movie in the highest possible quality. Fucking and, uh, Pop some corn and just really have a fucking good time. Yeah, 100%. I um. Before we wrap up, I, I just got to uh, give shout out to Monster Fest. Uh, they just oh, yeah, been over the yeah. weekend. You saw speaking of 3D. Yeah, dude. I look after my experience on the weekend, which I'll get to in a second. Um, I, if they haven't done it already, I would love to see Jaws 3D on the fucking big screen for Monster Fest next year. I'm putting yeah, it out there, man. Right. It will be fucking killer. Um, but uh, yeah, Monster Fest. It happened over three days, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, week just gone. Um, a mix of new and old films, um, some really good stuff that was there. But I snapped up a ticket and saw Friday the 13th, number three in 3D. Fucking awesome experience. So I was Bad in a way. cinema full of, yeah, it was full of Friday the 13th enthusiasts. Uh, part three is still as fucking... Yeah, acting wise, you just got to laugh at all the shitty one liners, <laughs> the bad acting. But dude, uh, the 3D, uh, the 3D effects in this is just fucking magnificent, dude. Yeah, it's just, cool. it's a nostalgic, joyous experience. And um, I cannot commend Monster Fest enough for fucking putting it on. It was, uh, yeah, it was a horror fan's wet dream. That's very fucking cool. Uh, speaking of which, before we go, I need to point out to uh, all our, our wonderful listeners who no doubt know uh, how much love you and I both have for all things Ghost Rider. Yes. Um, Marvel have just released, uh, so they're doing this uh, ongoing series, sort of an ongoing series of specials called Marvel Tales, which reprints yes. like, a lot of like little moments through Marvel history. They have just reprinted, uh, just came out this week or possibly mm-hmm. last week, Mm-hmm. Uh, a Marvel Tales called Ghost Rider Danny Ketch, which reprints the first three issues, which is a complete arc from the uh, original Danny Ketch Ghost Rider run from the 90s. It's fucking great. It's so good to have those because I lost all my Ghost Rider comics many, many years ago. Um, yeah, that was, and that, that's a really, really good series. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to back you up on that, man. If that's, if that's, um, something that you have not got in your life as a comic collector, you need to have it. It's fucking yeah, great. Yeah. Or if you're a Ghost Rider fan, like you seriously just grab yeah. go hit your local comic shop, wherever that may be, and grab that Marvel Tales thing. It, it's going to run you about, I think, 15 bucks or so, but it's so worth it. Like it's, you know, a nice thick collection of the first three issues of the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider run. So it's the whole origin, the whole fucking bit, and it's very fucking great. Um, really cool like you know introduces all the the cool stuff like the new bike ghost riders new look like blackout and death watches bad guys um gorgeous fucking art in it and yeah like highly highly recommended yeah it did it's it's just the fucking it's the bee's knees of you know it, it's at the forefront for me of of great 
um, comics of the 90s, man. Oh, it's, man. Yeah, 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 it's one of the standout series. I, I was so hooked on that in the 90s as a yeah. theme. Like, I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. it really it really revitalized the series. And, it, you know, consequently brings back fucking Johnny Blaze in a really cool nomadic uh, role that we've talked about before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Marvel Tales is fucking yeah, definitely worth getting. So yeah, yeah, jump, jump, jump on that one, dudes and dudettes, because it's um, you will you will not regret it. And if you haven't read those, like I mean, I know they've been out of print for quite some time, like in Danny Ketch run, and I you know live in hope that Marvel will start collecting them as like proper full on trade paperbacks. But um, yeah, this is a this is a good stopgap in the in the meantime. Mm. I agree, man. I agree. Um, Cool, man. So fucking Jaws rules. Ghost Rider is back with a vengeance. Uh, new series and even the reprint of the, the 90s Marvel Tales. Fucking, yeah. Good time to be alive, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all, all of our favorite things in this episode. Sharks, Jason Voorhees and Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. And Morrissey still sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ain't never going to change. Nah, Never. Uh, I think the day Morrissey releases a good album or we go, fuck, have you heard that latest Morrissey tune? That wasn't too bad. That yeah. is one of the signs of the apocalypse. That's like one of the seven seals opening. It's like, look, and, uh, and lo, Morrissey shall release good music. Fuck. Look, the only, the only track I'm going to give any form of love to is How Soon Is Now. And uh, I'm only going to shed light towards the cover of it from Snake River Conspiracy. Okay, I, have, I have a theory where I think it's okay to admit that something the Smiths did was good because I really feel like there were contributions from people other than Morrissey there. So it's not well, really look, him. Goths worldwide profess a deep love for the Smiths. I don't know why. I whatever. It's yeah, maybe it's yeah. a maybe it's an eighties goth thing. I don't know. But, I, yeah, um, but see, it's like I, I was always more of a cure Susie and the Banshees. Well, this is a mercy kind of guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's far superior artists out there to listen to. For me, it was even a Alien Sex Fiend and the Cramps. You know, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. So, yeah. But uh, on that note, ladies and ghouls, uh, boys and girls, fucking have yourselves a freaky Friday, man. Yeah, yeah. Have a good one. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you for rad. We will. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning, bright and early. Yeah. Um, yeah. After, after, after this week, we're uh, coming up on our big ass Christmas episodes. Tell you all about my Christmas carols experience, but um, yeah, I, I we'll save that one for Rad. I had a Christmas experience the other day. We, we so like quick quick story before we go. So we're in uh, Zing. I'm hunting down a long shot and spiral figure for my X Men collection. Standing there with girlfriend, there is this woman screaming at her fucking kids in the middle of Zing. And it's just like, it's like, it's everywhere. It's like the angry Christmas people at the moment. Mm. And I just kind of turned around to Rhea and I'm like, deck the halls with angry douchebags. La, 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 la. Yep. That's the season. Season oh, to be man. a douchebag. People are so angry. Like, oh, my Lord. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Christmas spirit. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll see you. We'll here. see you for Rad. It's been we a good will. one. And, um, yeah, tell your friends all about us and like and subscribe and all that cool shit. Say hi to your mum for us. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> Till tomorrow, my friends. Yeah.